Daphne series starts tomorrow at Smart Bar, and it aims to celebrate women and non-binary folks that have contributed to electronic music in the past and the present. There's a calendar of nighttime events with DJ and live acts. There's panel discussions, there's talks, and a public workshop where women and non-binary music enthusiasts can get lessons on how to DJ with turntables and CDJs. Joining me in the studio is DJ Sassmouth. You might know her in real life as Sam Kern. She's a resident DJ at Smart Bar and runs the vinyl label God Particle. And she's also a mentor and co-organizer for the Walking and Falling DJ Mentor Program. Damn, you are busy. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today. Good morning, Jill and Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. We uh, appreciate you making the time, uh, especially the day before such an undertaking. Uh, before we get into uh, the festival itself, I want to talk about the festival's namesake, uh, Daphne Oram, uh, a British composer and electronic musician. And if you're like Googling pictures of her, you're like, right. oh, she I looks bet like my great grandma. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I bet the cooking show she hosts must be just lovely. <laughs> but she was a, a pioneer in uh, just the way that electronic music, uh, not just sounds, but is created. Tell me why you decided to, to name an entire music festival after this woman. Well, I think she's a good example of uh, so many women pioneers in electronic music that were just that are just completely unknown to um, you know mainstream culture and even even dance music enthusiasts and music enthusiasts. It's kind of like this very um, you know forgotten part of the history of electronic music, the very early beginnings when you know musicians were starting to tinker around with these machines and Daphne. Uh, Daphne Moran was one was somebody that was already creating her own machine. She built a machine. Um, it looks so cool, by the way. <laughs> right. It was uh, called the Oramics machine, and she basically um, was drawing notes on 35 millimeter film strips, and that's what created the sound. And so I think we're going to yeah, maybe hear. listen to something. Because we can describe it all we want, but we should probably hear it. Right. Hear and this. Uh, you know, this was I think early 1960s so you know way before even craft work and people that we think of as the pioneers this is called power tools it's daphne oram it's a great uh great example of the early days of electronic music check it out This is amazing. <laughs> it's like proto-industrial music. It is. This is uh, if you're just joining us, uh, don't freak out. <laughs> this is uh, Daphne Oram. It's a song called Power Tools. And uh, did you say the, the 1960s? I believe uh, early 1960s. I don't have the exact date for that particular song. But, but that's a, either way. Yeah. Like this that's woman, when she started working. Um, what I'm saying. Yeah. 1957 so. was when this Oramics technique was designed. So I can totally see why once you figure something like that out, your mind might be a little bit blown because it really shifts the perspective of of what you thought electronic music was in the context of, of its existence. So when did you decide 
that uh, it was worth honoring her with an entire music festival. Well, um, this is the fourth edition of Daphne, Mm -hmm. um, and it was an idea that came about. Actually, uh, Joe Shanahan, who runs Metro and Smart Bar, his daughter had um, at the time was, you know, younger, I guess, probably still like maybe she was just starting college and she was um, kind of wanting to learn more about electronic music and and where its foundations and women's involvement. Um, And at the time, Maria Stamper was uh, working as the music director at Smart Bar. And it kind of was an idea like, let's, let's, let's celebrate, let's have a month where we celebrate at Smart Bar, we can tie it in with Women's History Month, where we start, you know, celebrating and learning about these people of the past, and in a way where we can also celebrate what people are doing right now. So um, it kind of, you know, the, the, the first version um, didn't have as much of the education aspect as, as mm-hmm. this one that we do this year, uh, because I think, you know, it's just so interesting to learn about all this history. So the idea was to take one of these pioneers' names and celebrate them um, and kind of, you know, this the festival would be in the spirit of what they did, which was experimenting, educating, um, and kind of doing this on the face of a very male-dominant uh, music culture. Now, uh, Daphne Oram, one of the OGs, working on things in the 50s even, but I want to talk to you a little bit about Delia Derbyshire. Am I pronouncing that right? It's a very English-sounding name. <laughs> right. I was actually thinking, I'm like, okay, I lived in London for four years. Would I say Delia Derbyshire or would I say Derbyshire? Probably. That's, it's probably a little bit closer. <laughs> they kind of they kind of squeeze they do, every, all they their do. consonants together. So I, I'd say Delia Derbyshire. Derbyshire. Yes. Now, who is she when she's at home? So she was also, uh, you know, Kind of doing things around the same time as as Daphne, um, working at the BBC. Uh, she they were both part of this program called the Radiophonic Workshop, which the whole idea of it was to provide unusual sounds for TV and radio. Awesome. Because at that time, most of the music was orchestral or you know maybe like a, you know live instruments, and so. At this time in the late 50s, early 60s, when everyone was, you know, looking towards outer space and the future, they wanted to start creating sounds for TV and radio that 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 worked with that those themes. So um, both Daphne and Delia worked um, in this workshop um, making unusual sounds. And I actually read that Delia, who grew up as a child during World War II, was deeply influenced actually by the sounds of the war. So like the air mm. sirens and the sounds of of fires and just, you know, unusual sounds was something that kind of, um, I guess, fascinated her and and inspired her hunt for, for, for creating new sounds. Now we've got a snippet of one of her most famous and most sampled uh, songs, Pot of uh, It's named after one of my favorite things. <laughs> Beef stew. <laughs> Let's check it out.
You're listening to the morning at Powered by Vocalo. That was Pot of Who by Delia Derbyshire. Uh, if you recognize even a little bit of that, it's, uh, and the name doesn't ring a bell, it might be because you've heard it uh, sampled by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib or Danny Brown. Uh, this uh, this style of music is it really lends itself. It, it's just it's asking to be sampled right now. That's right. I mean, I think, you know, what a lot of people don't realize that listen to dance music and, and hip hop, how how many of those songs were possibly sampled by early, you know, early pioneers that were women. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, ESG is a great example, you know, kind of a proto punk new wave electronic band from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, their music was sampled more than any other band, I think, for early hip hop. So. Um, but yeah, Delia is somebody that I didn't know about until we started this program, um, at Smart Bar a few years ago. And we started talking about, uh, these early music pioneers. And what I didn't know was that she actually helped create the Doctor Who theme song, which is, you know, it's iconic. It's very iconic. Yeah. If I remember as a child hearing it, you know, being watching PBS and it would come on. Was and this, I would just be this kind of long <laughs> scarf and, and afro doctor? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just being totally mesmerized by by that that theme song. And um, she actually got no credit for it by the BBC. Um, the, the original person Boo-boo-see. who wrote it, Rob Grainer, was even like, I think she should be included in the credit because she was the one who took his piano line and, you know, added effects to it, added, ran the, the song through an oscillator and changed the, the the sound of it, gave it like a psychedelic kind of uh, delayed hypnotic sound that makes it what it is. So, I, I love that there is a, a website called Wikidelia that exists <laughs> because someone was so just obsessed with her career. I love that that, that pe- more people are finding out about this sort of thing. It's 8.32. You're listening to The Morning Amp, powered by Vocalo. Sam Kern is in the house. DJ Sassmouth, she exists in the daytime. <laughs> We're talking about the Daphne series at Smart Bar. Uh, I would love to uh, hear more about these workshops and the panel discussions that are happening downstairs from the Metro. Absolutely. Uh, There's so, so many. I know. And actually, you know, this um, this month started last week. We had, um, we had a really excellent panel with women involved in music. Um, we had a Friday night event where there were there was a discussion about the early music pioneers. I actually, you know, got some notes for <laughs> talking to you today. And, you know, they, they made this great printout where you can see just, I know the listeners can't see, but Jesse and Jill can see how many women you know, through the through the decades have been, you know, involved in electronic music and helping to, to create it. Um, but this week we have, uh, we have, I'm, I'm going to kind of just go over the educational events because Absolutely. you can go on the Smart Bar website mm-hmm. and see the awesome nighttime lineups um, as well. But I think for anyone that can make it to these, these workshops that are free, that are 18 and over, it's, it's such a awesome free education. And uh, on Thursday, Eris Drew presents More Than a Party, Rave Culture, Archaic Shamanism, and States of Ecstasy, which kind of starts to talk about, I think, music as and, and dance music as a the potential for it being a cultural and spiritual event, which kind of goes in the face of what could be considered more of like the capitalist, business-oriented way of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, involving in music. 
Um, and then the next educational event after that is going to be on March 22nd. And it's going to be another panel discussion, a free multidisciplinary music community symposium with Britt Julius, DJ Heather, Kat Sutherland, and Kristen Kaza. Dang. Yeah, and I'll be moderating it. So. All right. <laughs> and then the final free educational event is the event that I'm involved with, Walking and Falling, um, a DJ workshop week and mentor program for women identifying and non-binary music enthusiasts. And that will be a, f- a free public workshop. Um, we do a week of events, but that that's open to the public uh, to come in and get a get a try on the turntables and CDJs, learn some very basic ideas of beat matching, which I think um, you know it's it's something that can be taught and for especially for women in a very male dominated thing such mm-hmm. as DJing, it's kind of scary to make those mistakes in front of your ma- male peers. So we feel like having an environment where it feels okay to make mistakes and 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 um, amongst your peers is is a positive way and, and a way for, for women and non-binary people to quickly learn how to DJ. When you started DJing in Chicago, was it a welcoming environment for you as a woman? <sighs> It was it was welcoming as a music fan, as a as somebody that you know would would go and dance and and you know it was always like a, a community space on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the DJ booth always felt intimidating to me, and I don't I'm, and I I can't say that it was necessarily like I was being pushed out, but it was more just having the confidence to be in that environment mm-hmm. and and make mistakes. I think Chicago, you know, the dance music scene is very uh, I mean, it's one of the most important scenes in on the planet for dance music. And so it's a little intimidating when most of the people, you know, are DJs or run labels and, you know, making not being afraid to make those mistakes in front of people. And which is which is a learning process that helps you learn and grow and get better. I think um, it can be it can be intimidating. So it's kind um, of why we're trying to make a sort of a, a safe space for for learning. I appreciate you doing that for all the DJs in training here. Because, you know, like, we can't be keeping these hours forever. The the young folks got to come <laughs> exactly. in and work these four o'clock shows. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, DJ Southmouth music can be found on SoundCloud.com slash Southmouth. Before we go, I want to talk about uh, a woman that's near to both of our hearts, Lori mm. Anderson. Uh, you'll be teaching the, the, the legendary children all about her as well. But let's let's talk about about her, uh, Lori Anderson, a pioneer. So we named our Walking and Falling mentor program after one of her songs because we felt like once she was such an inspiration to me uh, as a child. I was lucky enough to um, have a good friend who her dad had all these like early electronic music albums, and the one that just kind of my friend and I were obsessed with, especially was the Lori Anderson Big Science mm-hmm. and. I was just like, as a eight-year-old, like, what is this? Yeah, right. This is so weird, which basically meant, like, I love this. Yes. What is this? And so, you know, she she's just always been a pioneer, making her own instruments. You know, she um, basically created an instrument using a new type of instrument, using a violin where, um, you know, there was magnetic tape on 
on the bow mm-hmm. instead of horsehair and mag- magnetic tape on the bridge. And that way she could use it almost like as a MIDI controller where she could take the sound and it could go forwards, backwards, depending on the movement of her bow. And so uh, that was just one example of, you know, an instrument that she created and just kind of always like uh, at the forefront of finding ways to make art and music, um, you know, like taking it to the next level in a way. So, Well, she is the pride of Glen Ellen, Illinois. (laughs) Uh, So if you're out there uh, listening in Glen Ellen, holler at your girl. This is Lori Anderson, Sam Kern. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I just have to give a shout out to my daughter, Mimi. Hey, Mimi. Who's listening. (laughs) She's like an absolute fan. We listen every day. So this is such a joy to be on this show yeah. with you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Your mom's a superstar, Mimi. Uh, go to smartbarchicago.com for more information on times uh, on the Daphne series. And uh, you know what? Go to Smart Bar more. Just do that. Absolutely. Let's it's see. a community space. It is. Go to Gramophone too. Another good community space that we'll be doing uh, one of the walking and falling events at at the end of the month on the 31st. So. Love that record story yeah. life. Here's a little from Laurie Anderson. It's Oh Superman. It's on the morning app. Oh Superman. Oh Java. Are you coming home? 